everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. How's your day? Close to done, which is always good. Indeed. Yeah. The cocktail of the week is the Simplex Sour. This is a quarantini from This Podcast Will Kill You from their episode on herpes. GR Dad specifically requested that I make this cocktail. Not because of that association at all. That no, whole, no. The whole podcast is about the nasty little bugs. Yes, yes. But this cocktail, you're like, it looks delish. And I was like, okay. Yes. So it's interesting because like normally I make two cocktails and this is a punch. And so the recipe is like one can of frozen lemonade, one can of frozen orange juice, two cups of bourbon. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some tea in there and then you top it with some ginger ale and their version is like a slushy, like you freeze it overnight. And of course with the liquor in there, it doesn't get totally frozen. And so then you've got like a slushy, like a punch bowl full of slush, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And it's I mean, it would thaw if you put it in a punch bowl, it would, it would basically be like what we have. Like this was a sort of frozen slurry when we got to it. It wasn't full on yeah no slushy. it's good it's like we have crushed ice in it there is crushed ice in it well also. look at that <laughs> oh i figured it out yeah uh, freaking sherlock here <clears throat> so yeah frozen orange juice from concentrate frozen lemonade from concentrate and then you put a bunch of water in there also bourbon black tea and then you freeze it and then you top it with some ginger ale when you serve it which is typically how like if you're making a punch bowl full of punch let's it's all variations on that. No, it's tasty. It is very tasty. The ginger and the bourbon go well together, and everything else works also. Makes yeah. it more interesting. Take a sip of that. And I bet it's healthy because it has vitamin C in it. It does have vitamin C there in it. There you go. Less scurvy at the end of it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, that's that. And now we have a fuckload of it because I made the whole... Like, I mean, how do you make something with, like, a quarter can of frozen orange juice? It was... I may as well just make it all. Yeah. So... It is tasty, though. Well, you know, see what I can drink tonight. Oh, my God. Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. It's not Friday. No. Uh, you don't drink that much on Fridays, either. No. 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 Every day is the same. <laughs> it kind of is these days. <laughs> uh, okay. You got anything before we jump in? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, I'm as unprepared as I usually am. All right, well. It's a journey of discovery here. So we got a lot of voodoo news. Voodoo newsoo. Voodoo noodoo. <laughs> Send voods. <laughs> I'm just going to, on voodoo's personal Twitter account, I'm just going to, every tweet is just going to be send voods. <laughs> It's very the funny joke won't get, won't get old for you. No, I mean, I, I like don't generally do captions. Like, I'll just post random pics that like aren't quite good enough to post on the Golden Ratio account, but are still like funny or interesting. Yeah, like things I would post, like not quality enough to be on your <laughs> on your account. So uh, instead of posting them with no caption, send votes. <laughs> <laughs> funny. <coughs> okay. Dude's, dude's a miscreant. <laughs> Hang on, I need it. Well, good thing we have a cocktail of the week. What do you know? Since I'm not interacting with any humans other than GR Dad, I know I don't have COVID. I'm barely human. I'm not going to the grocery store. I'm doing like pickup now. We can't get delivery, but doing pickup. Yeah. Not going anywhere. We wave at some neighbors sometimes if they happen to pass us in the street. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. It's not that we were doing that much before. I was grocery shopping, and then like once a week we'd go eat outside dinner. 
and now we don't eat the outside dinner and I don't want to go in the grocery store. So I just, they, it's great. Like I just show up at Publix and they stick it in the back of my car. Uh, but it's interesting, like just removing those two very little things, how much more away from humanity it feels like. We could be on an island on the island. We are on an island. But on a littler island. <laughs> away from the bigger island. Like Hopper's Rock. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are a lot of islands here. I mean, we go. Yeah, yeah. We're on, on other own, we unnamed are on islands the small all the time. Island, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So let's talk about voodoo. There's so much. It just kept <sighs> getting longer and longer. He's such a problem child. All right. So he's on all this seizure medicine. And I think I, I think it was in the last podcast where I was like, we're going to do these tests and then we're going to try to take him off the seizure medicine. So I talked to the vet. All of his numbers look fine. And she's like, so if he needs to be on all of this, the current dose is good. It, it's where it should be. Uh, and I'm like, look, I don't know if he's even had a seizure. And then I was telling her all the medicine. I'm sorry if I'm repeating this. I don't remember what went on the no, last No, no, you didn't. You were talking about maybe taking him off or reducing the amount because they were all mismatched tablets and we were having some real questions. So anyway, I was telling her, I'm like, he's on this and this and this and this. And she's like, oh my God, he's on that. And then he's on also that and then also that. And so I had her kind of convinced that we should try to bring this down. Okay, so thing number one to reduce is the phenylbarbital because that is like the hardest on the system. It also makes him want to eat everything, which is the thing he's been doing, which we'll talk about in depth. And, uh, and it's the thing that kind of makes them the dopiest. So the vet calls and she's like, okay, we have to be careful when we take him off the phenylbarbital. Like this is the hardest one to take them off of. You have to do it very gradually. And so the plan is he's on one pill twice a day. So let's make it one pill once a day. So basically we're stopping the evening dose. We're going to do that for two weeks. And then we're going to bring it down, I think, to every other day, the morning pill every other day for two weeks. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday for two weeks. And then I think stop it after that. So it's a long plan. Okay. So I'm like, great. Like I am excited to get him off this medicine. And so it's night one of him not getting his phenylbarbital and we give him all of his medicine and then he pukes up dinner and guac eats it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't here for this. Number one wasn't, well, I look over, I'm like in the kitchen doing dishes, not really paying that much attention. That was my mistake. I look over, guac is sitting there looking at something very expectantly. Like, just sitting there. Yeah. And then I see Voodoo, like, ambling away, and Guac lunges forward <laughs> and starts eating, and I realize, oh, this is what happened. And so it was like I saw the development of it, and then it was happening, and then Guac had figured it all out. Yeah. So Cleared the, it all up. <laughs> the problem with this is it was like an hour after dinner, and so... While Voodoo did not get any phenylbarbital with dinner, he got all of his other seizure medicines. And now some of them he maybe had digested, like some are capsules and they dissolve quickly. Yeah, some of them are chewable. That's okay. Yeah, and but then some are like tablets that stick around for a long time. And then, so who knows, because Guac ate the rest. So now Guac has a big old dose of seizure medicine. He did not get a seizure that night. <laughs> he did not. Actually, and as I called the vet, I'm like... 
uh, do we have to make guac puke because he ate, you know, voodoo threw up and guac ate it. And they're like, hey, (laughs) 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 do we have to make guac throw up? And they're like, hang on. And they're like, no, he may just be sleepy. And all night, Jared Dad's like, he's not very sleepy. He was just as old. He Absolutely was the same no as impact. always. Yeah, he was very proud of himself, I think. <laughs> but then we also don't want to like super dose voodoo with medicine because who knows how much he had digested. Yeah. The problem is, of course, he did not get his full dose of all the other seizure medicines. And so was it like 4.30 in the morning? It was like within 24 hours of you saying, I'm going to reduce his dose. Oh, no, it was... Yeah. yeah, no, it was like 12 hours. I mean, yeah, it was so, so jinxy. We go to bed that night, and in the middle of the night, I mean, it was closer to morning because I think we didn't go back to sleep. It was 4.30. It was too early and too late. Yeah. We hear, so everybody's asleep. All humans and dogs are asleep. And then we hear as though voodoo is being disemboweled, well, he's in a fight yelling. with some wolverine or something. So we both are from a dead sleep jump out of bed and just start yelling at dogs <laughs> we thought there was a fight who knows what happened but it sounds like there's a dog fight going or somebody on. stepped on saint patrick or something and but there's like scree- dog screaming yeah and, and i i don't even remember what you were saying but i'm like no stop it stop it <laughs> like real angry yeah, authoritative I'm like just voice. holding back vank and pushing hops out of the way and nobody knew what was going I'm on screaming at everybody it's mass confusion uh because, like, angry gen voice usually will at least momentarily stop whatever's going on because yeah. you don't yell at them very often. Uh, and so it turns out that's the sound that Voodoo makes as he's starting to have a seizure. So It's like yowly, unhappy growlies. I mean, it's, it's, it feels like he's in like a fight. Painful bark, yeah. But losing. Yes, that is exactly right. So, so he actually only does that, like, a couple of those barks and then starts having the seizure. Uh, fortunately we've had dogs with seizures before, so we know what to expect because it looks super terrifying, but it's actually not doing much to them. Uh, so he had a seizure and GR dad put all the other dogs away because my dog Kay, when she would have seizures, when she'd come out of them, she wouldn't know what was going on. She would growl at me, like show her teeth, growl at pie, the other dog. I mean, stuff she would never, ever do normally but she like would just be confused sometimes for an hour afterwards where you couldn't go near her yeah. so the last thing we need is him being confused Grumpy. and like sh- baring his teeth at the other dogs who don't know what the hell is going on right. and them also all getting up in his face right so unfortunately voodoo was just fine like he had a seizure he finished having a seizure i mean he was a little out of it but no he's a little out of it before he is yeah Poor boy. so then it's like all right well it's probably not just because of the phenobarbital, because he also, like, who knows what else he got of his seizure meds. And so dropping the phenobarbital and then whatever guac ate, uh, who knows? So put it him back. It was not a controlled experiment in any way. No. So we put him back on the phenobarbital at the previous dose for three days. And then yesterday, we skipped the evening dose. So we, we're retrying the reduce the phenobarbital. Uh, and so far, it's gone fine. It's been 24 hours. He was totally fine today. So that suggests the last one wasn't like, oh, he missed a dose of phenobarbital. It was that he missed a bunch of stuff. He did have another seizure about 12 hours after the first one, right? Yeah. Is, he as had, the vet said. That's right. Uh, yeah. His records said, you know, when he would have seizures, he'd usually have a few in a day. I think it was during the day, though. It wasn't as scary. That's right. We kind of knew it was happening. Yeah, yeah. It was in the middle of the afternoon. 
Uh, and we weren't as worried about him turning into a werewolf afterwards and starting to just savage things. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so anyway, we have now experienced a couple of voodoo seizures, but so far he's doing okay with the phenobarbital coming down. And even if all we do is get him off that and he has to be on all the other stuff, that'd be great. Uh, but Yeah, that's heavy-duty stuff. So we'll see. It's a... You know, it's a six-week process, and we're basically at the end of the first 24 hours. So, let's see how it goes. But that's one of the reasons he's a little, he acts like an old dog, is is all the medication, too. Not just being heavy and, and weak, but he's just a little woozy some of the time. For sure. And the uh, some of the seizure medicine can also cause weakness in the back legs. Ugh, and poor so, boy. He's like, it's all messed up. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about voodoo puking. Okay. So, he's puked a lot. Not just this time that Glock ate it. He puked... So, he'll, he'll sometimes he'll puke just up a little bit. And then you know there's something coming after that. You know. So, last week, he did this. And I was like, well, I know there's more coming. He's not, you know, just into a little bit. And he's, he's got this look on his face. <laughs> and then he pukes a whole bunch. Fine. Like, I'm ready for I get a towel. And, I, you know, I don't go super carefully through what they puke up, but you want to see what's in there. And I was like, what is this strange lump? And so the strange lump was an entire stuffed baby chicken toy with a hole. But we didn't even know we had it anymore. No, I mean, there's some, there's like snaps from a month ago where we had like three of those. They came as part of something. And they're yeah, like, like they were in a net in some kind of nest yeah they're they're bigger than a fist but maybe smaller than two fists yeah so they're not i mean they're small for our dogs but they're not tiny little toys he swallowed the whole thing and then he puked the whole thing back up so like that was good and i was like ah oh, <laughs> bad, bad dog good job he came in there it's very conflicted <laughs> so this was it this morning yep. yes this morning i guess you woke up to him puking yeah is that right he like, puked oh, a little let's bit get a towel yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, there's more coming. Like, he's not just puking up that little bit, so I'm standing there waiting. And then he pukes a whole bunch. And it was a bunch of just stuffing from toys, which had been filling his stomach, with some of his seizure medicine mixed in, uh, the tablets. Which is awesome, the, from the night before. Right, That's like just, really just what we need. And then, like this other plushy thing, there's something furry in there. And eventually the curiosity got the best of me and I had to like... Wash it. I didn't wash it, <laughs> but I did, un you know, it's all kind of smushed up into a lump. So I did unsmush it and it was pretty much the entire fur skin of one of those stuffed avocados that uh, a bunch of people have sent us those for guac. They're like on Amazon, yeah. but they're big. I mean, they're like teddy bear size. They're like seven, eight inches high like half an avocado with a pit. I couldn't figure out what it was, and then I finally got it unwrapped, and there's a little smiling face that's on the pit of the avocado. And a heart. So, yeah, there was a little in heart stitched in there. So, like, a few pieces of it were missing, but basically the whole... The, it was like a tube. He's dangerous. When he wanders away and is quiet, he's like a teenager or something. That's when he's doing all his damage. I don't know where that thing was. But I have noticed, so we are keeping a lot of doors closed in here, and our guest room, like, I do Zoom calls in there, GR Dad has all of his clothes in there, um, and then we keep, like, 
the dog pharmacy bin with like all the medicine and I have my uh, extra shoes in there. Yeah, that your fancy brown shoes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, half the closet is your dad's clothes, uh, and he has his own dresser in there. But then also like uh, friends of the squad will send us toys and we often have far more toys than can be out in the house at once. So we keep them in there. So as they de- get destroyed, we can deploy new ones. Yeah. And I have noticed Voodoo just wanders in there and then walks into the closet. And they're not walk-in closets, right? They're just slidey door closets. It wedges himself in there, but pulls stuff out. And yeah. even though most of the toys are on the shelf, I think there were some on the floor. It's, po- it's entirely possible. The guy is pretty resourceful and kind of relentless yeah no kidding so uh we did not we generally have a no toys with stuffing rule in the house because i long ago crossed the breaking point of dealing with stuffing being everywhere yeah the stuffing quickly gets removed from the toys and then is everywhere yeah and then there's like little fabric scraps it's not good so we don't have a ton of plush toys sometimes people send them and the dogs really do like them yeah and so we'll we'll occasionally be like okay like here you know have one of these and tear it up go ahead it's fine or like if when we were i don't think we're getting the bark boxes anymore just because i haven't updated them but like those come with a lot of stuff and it's like fine rip up the bark box toys uh but today we did a purge of any remaining I mean the good news is you know voodoo doesn't leave any stuffing it's a very clean carpet after he's done with something the worst the bad news is there's no stuffing around when he's done with it because it's in him it's a perfect little nest to protect his tablets from dissolving (sighs) and getting into his bloodstream it's really bad so um yeah there will be no don't send us any stuffy toys everybody like we're super appreciative of your gifts but we can't have them now because he's gonna eat them can't have anything nice because Voodoo's a psycho. To be fair, there's a lot of psychos in the house. He's a psycho who eats everything. Yeah, he sure does. So, uh, I mean, hopefully that'll get a little better. Like the vet was like, we got to get him off the phenobarbital because he's going to end up in here for surgery for eating something. So, Boy, does she have a crystal ball <laughs> or what? Uh, on that note, friend of the squad, Burgundy, sent me a link to a story that is absolutely worth sharing about a dog. It's a Tibetan Mastiff, like a big old... Giant dog. Giant, fluffy, black dog, like a big forehead. Like a Newfoundland, but looks almost bigger. Yeah. And his mom is, a, I think, a vet tech and brought him in to emergency and is like, there's definitely something wrong. He's and they, walking funny, wasn't it? That is, or? He just isn't acting himself. I mean, she knew something was up. They took an x-ray and they could see a thing in him that he had eaten something, and they're like, all right, well, you know, bring him back in the morning, and we'll do exploratory surgery. So they go in, and they pull out an entire intact Swiffer duster. With the five-foot pole. The handle, the pole. Straight. It's straight. it's straight. So they have a picture of the x-ray, and (laughs) so the... Is he trying to come in? Not yet. Oh, he's just looking at you. Uh, Voodoo's out on the porch. So the, the if, so a Swifter Duster has a handle, and then it's got like a little bendy thing you put the Swiffer on at the end. And the handle does telescope to very long. This was not telescoped quite all the way. But so the part that the Swiffer goes on was at the bottom in his stomach. He ate that first. Yeah, that end went in first. And then the handle went all the way up the esophagus. So you could have reached into his throat with your hand, and it probably would have been grabbable. And then you could have pulled and pulled and pulled. I mean, it's, it's, he, he must have eaten like a snake. Like, he, he was swallowing that thing for half an hour. 
Oh, it's just, I mean, unbelievable. So they have a picture of him laying on his side, and they have laid the Swiffer duster on top of him to show the position. And it's like, it goes from, like, way deep down on his belly all the way up his throat. So the poor thing, like, he can imagine he couldn't move, he couldn't bend. The poor thing, he swallowed that thing. (laughs) Like, he's an idiot, but still. he, He worked hard to be that, to do that bad thing. Yeah. That wasn't a quick accident. That was a half hour of work. Ugh. So anyway, the, so, you know, we're not there yet. Intact ha- Swiffer. I mean, you could use this Swiffer duster. We don't have the no. dumbest dog in the world, I guess. You have to be a big dog to swallow a Swiffer duster. I don't think our, it would be sticking out of Guac's mouth if he did it, I think. Disappointing. <laughs> He'd be disappointed. So, like, I, I can't quite get that thing in my mouth. Uh, everybody else is doing fine. Uh, we still haven't got Vink's results back from... Her allergy tests, hopefully, I thought those would come today, but hopefully this week. Uh, St. Patrick is still chugging along. Everybody else is fine. And everyone has sort of settled a bit. I will not say it's not overwhelming, but it's less overwhelming. It's less overwhelming. They're not as, they don't, they're starting to play together, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And they're not like too aggressive or too passive. They seem like they've, they've, they're finding that space. Um, yeah, and Parmesan is not super anxious. He still barks pretty frequently when we leave the room or, or the house. Way but, less frantic than he was, But way though. less, yeah. yeah. There are actual times when you'll sort of come back in and he kind of just looks at you and he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, maybe having six other dogs around is, is calming him down a bit because <laughs> he's like, I'm not alone. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's better. It's, be- it's not perfect. But it's and it's still a lot of dogs. I mean, take taking them out in shifts is pretty overwhelming. Like I take three out and I'm like, I'm not even halfway done. No, it's a. I mean, it's like a 15, 20 minute process. They all have their own little pace and their needs, and and Voodoo goes out and just lays down and I'm, lays yes. down heavy. <laughs> so yesterday, so he lays down in the front yard and they won't come. Oh. Dear Dad, now is just like, go get him. He responds so much better to you. All of them respond so much better to you. (laughs) So yesterday I took him out and I'm like, I'm not going to let him lay down because that's the problem. You can't drag him to his feet. He refuses. No, he he will let himself, (laughs) I've tried this, be dragged. And it's really hard to drag a 110 pounder Mm -hmm. when he's just dead weight. Yeah. Uh, And so I... I was like, okay, like no laying down the night. So he's walking around. I'm like walking next to him. I'm like, come on, come on, let's go. And then he starts to slow down. And so I'm trying to pull him. And then he's like, just nope. Puts, so his butt down. puts his butt down and then just slides his front legs down. So the trick with him is that we have this dehydrated cheese snacks. Because he's not allowed to have carbs. Yep. So he really likes these. And so I go up to him and I give him a little bite of the cheese. And he's like, oh, yum, this is just cheese. And then I stand, you know, three feet away with another cheese and I'm like come on voodoo get the cheese and it takes I, I count 25 30 35 seconds yeah. where he just kind of looks at it and I just have to stand there holding it 30 seconds is a long time to stand there holding out a piece of cheese and then he's like all right fine and then he gets up and he comes and then he gets very excited yeah but it's a level of patience with him that like Jared dad doesn't quite ha- like well the first few times it was fine he would come right it, w- it wouldn't take 30 seconds and then he's realized wait a minute i got tricked i all of a sudden i'm in the elevator after this cheese <laughs> the cheese isn't worth it 
Yeah, he's learning now. So now like, he's just waiting me out, yeah. And he knows I'm a roasty. Once I get him up, he basically goes to the elevator now. He's yeah. like, I know what she's doing, so it's And he gets better. cheese out of it. It's not a terrible idea for him. No, he doesn't mind coming up either. He just doesn't no. want to be told what to do. No, and he likes to lie outside. I mean, we've had many dogs who, Guac likes to lie outside. Queso. Yeah, Yeah. Queso loved to lie outside. Except Queso didn't eat everything. Well, she kind of did. But she wasn't as, he ate my banana tree plant. I know. (laughs) He chewed like a whole, it's a big banana tree. Well, I mean, not for a banana tree, but big. Right. There's a big middle one, and then there's like little, little ones growing up around it. And he gnawed one of them off. Probably is like tastes like banana. Delicious. Yeah, it's, it's been sprayed. It smelled now. like banana after he ate it. Yeah. Well, now there's actual bananas on it, so we have to be yeah. real careful. He's, so he's uh, he's miscreating around all the time. Yeah. And he does go in the water though, which is not the worst oh, thing great. for all all our dogs. Our, he just know. needs to be supervised. He. Do, I would not trust him to. Well, he has kind of just. He leaves. Wandered away towards yeah. the neighbors, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he leaves. He doesn't really know he's leaving, but no, he leaves. He does. Uh, so anyway, they're they're fine. Uh, okay, I have. We've had this for a while. Oh, because because it's a it's difficult. <laughs> so Lisa is a friend of the squad, and she sent me uh, sent us this story that she wrote, and uh, and I'm gonna read it. Trigger it's, warning, it's super sad. <laughs> so she sent it to me, and uh, and I read it, and I ugly cried into my computer, and then I sent it to GR Dad, and I was like, you're going to ugly cry when you read this. By then I was already ugly crying because I had started reading it, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to try to read it Detached, now. you're going to be detached-like. I feel like I can maybe do it, uh, and we'll you're on see the how it goes. So, yeah. you know, if you're driving... And you ugly cry about our dogs. Like, prepare yourself. This is going to trigger it. There's no way it will not. Actually, I mean, don't, yeah, don't operate heavy machinery. (laughs) Don't be driving in traffic right now. Prepare yourself. We'll we'll give you a second to arrange your your life for the next 10 minutes. (laughs) If I start crying while I'm reading, like, no making fun of me. No, do I have to carry on then? Are you going to pass pass it on to me? I I don't think I'll start sobbing, but if I, if I get a little teary. All right, I'm going to let Dopey in. Okay. I'm going to start reading, so maybe you'll be spared a little bit. Okay. The title of this story is Every Wag's a Blessing. It's about St. Patrick. He dreamed of running through the fields with his boy. His feet scuffed the side of the tree. What adventures they had when he was young. Wake up, my friend. He felt a gentle nudge on his noggin. He opened his eyes and saw an older dog peeking at him. She wasn't quite all the way there. He saw her, but also through her. Was he still dreaming? She nudged him again. It's time for an escapo. Escapo? He stood gingerly and walked to the end of his chain. It was heavy to drag. The thick leather collar was hard on his neck. He lowered his head, sad that he could not join the dogs, standing just beyond the circle of dirt that he had walked into the forest floor. No escape over him, he sighed, but then to his surprise, the collar slid almost completely off, catching on his ears. The youngest dog stepped closer and gently gave it a tug, and the collar hit the dirt with a soft plop. A furry tail of floof appeared before him as they turned in unison, ready to leave. He hesitated, looking back at the tree. His human had said to wait here. 
that he would be back. He should wait for his human. One of the dogs turned and tapped her paw at him. You have to be brave, but they are worth it. He admired the wise dome of her head and decided to follow her. See, I'm getting weepy. Oh, jeez. <sighs> okay. We're like <laughs> not even a quarter of the way through this. Okay. They walked down through the forest following a deer path. It was dark and very hard for him to see. The dog surrounded him, keeping him safe, being his eyes. The dog with a tilt to her head, cheerfully walking in front, two genteel ladies beside him, and the rambunctious fellow walked behind him to make sure he didn't fall too far back. He had to stop often. He was a tired boy, and they didn't seem to mind. They waited patiently for him to be ready to walk again. They walked to the end of the forest and stopped before a busy road. He couldn't hear the cars as they zoomed past, lights blinding. The whoosh of the wind as they sped past frightened him terribly, and he stood in the gravel ditch, shaking. Be brave, they're worth it, she said, leaning against his side. He looked up and chuffed. Okay, brave. They walked, they stopped, they walked. Finally, he stopped and sat with a tired plop and put his head down in the cool grass. They nudged him and he whined, no more. Every part of him ached. His empty tummy, tummy rumbled, no more. This was a good spot, he thought. The sun came up and he could slowly but surely see his new friends better. There, but not their friends. They shone golden in the light and it was so beautiful he thought again perhaps he was dreaming it all. Suddenly, all four turned their heads. He raised his head to see what they were looking at. This one, yes, definitely. They nudged him to stand, and he did his best for his new friends, managing to rise up on his front paws. There was a car coming. It slowed down and stopped in front of him. The dog spun around him, tails a blur of excitement. He whined and lowered himself back to the grass. He couldn't quite hear the kind human's voice, but he smelled them, and it was a good smell. The human walked back to the car. For a minute, he thought they had left, but they returned, putting a small bowl in front of him and pouring water into it. He lapped up every last drop and felt the human's hand on his brow. He flinched, but they were only gentle pats. Next, a snack appeared in their hand. He gobbled it so fast he bit their hand. He didn't hear the chuckle or the soothing words. A lead was slipped around his neck. When the snack was gone, he felt the gentle tug. The dogs nudged him too. He followed the human but couldn't get up into the car. His back legs just wouldn't do it. He was picked up and placed gently in the back seat on a pile of softness. He snoozed while the human drove. So soft, so tired, he sighed and dreamed of his boy in the fields. Things were a blur for several days. He was in a lot of pain, but there were gentle pats and food, fresh water. He visited a vet. He remembered not liking vet visits. With him were his there but not their friends. Are these them, he wondered? He wasn't sure this was better. Well, there was food in noggin pat, so yes, better. His friends lay with him. No, not there, still on the way. A family came for him, with small humans like his boy from long ago. Another car ride. They took him to their home. It was large and busy with many rooms. They had stairs. He was too sore for stairs and tired. There was a dog. He was the biggest dog he'd ever seen. He was a gentle giant, though, and left him alone. They gave him lots of lovely food. They smelled of kindness. He got cheese that made him feel better. He liked cheese. Very delish. The tiny humans tried their best to be gentle. Sometimes they fell. Sometimes he fell. He wondered, are these them? His there but not their friends said no. Not yet. Still on the way. 
He wasn't sure how long he was with the busy family. Another human came, a tall human. Dear Dad, that one's you. Yeah. Yeah. He had to look way up to see his face. The tall one bent down and introduced himself, smelling of kindness. His there but not their friends zoomed about in a flurry of golden light. They were delighted with this human. Everyone snuggled close, sniffed his shoes, and quivered at his feet. The human did not see them. None of the humans seemed to. The family were sad and happy. He got more gentle pats and sweet hugs from the tiny ones. Another car ride? I suppose. They helped him in and he settled down. The tall human put a box beside him. It smelled of cheese. Delish! (laughs) He was glad to have more cheese. They drove a long time. When they stopped, he got the most delish thing ever. Ham and cheese. No idea what that is, but yum. He gobbled it up. They drove and drove and stopped to sleep. The tall human was always kind and patient with him while he acclimated to the strange place. It smelled of so many different humans, even other dogs and possibly a cat. Goodness. <laughs> the next day, they drove and drove. He wondered if they'd ever get to where he was going. His there but not their friends were still with him, poking their faces out the window and snuggling close to the tall human. Still on the way, they said, almost there. Car rides are wonderful adventures, they assured him. He got more ham and cheese and another new delicious treat, french fries and a hamburger. This human was definitely his new best friend. (laughs) The car stopped. His there but not their friends leapt out, joy in every movement. They ran about, zooming past him, loping around a lady and another dog, and back to him and the tall human. This was it. He was finally there. The lady knelt, smelling of kindness and dogs. So many. He met the dog, a female and older like him. She knew the there but not their friends, too, and could see them. Then another dog, and another, and another, and another. Tall dogs and small dogs, senior and young, they all greeted him, and they zoomed with the there but not their friends. They were all very good pals. These are them. This is where you need to be, they said as they zoomed past him. Then everyone was going inside the house. His there but not their friends stayed in the yard. It was time for them to go. They sat in a row, tails a flurry of gold. He looked to his new family, and back to them, but they had gone. They run so fast, he thought. He would be forever grateful. They helped him escape Oh, You need a minute, dear dad? As usual, yes. (laughs) I I got the benefit of detached reading instead of having to fully process that one again. That's that's very nice. It's very nice. It would be great to have just the angel squad hanging around, secret ghost dogs. Yeah, I mean, why not? So anyway, Lisa, thank you very much for the story. We've been kind of waiting for the right time to read it. strength. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, So there you go. Sorry, everybody, if we made you weepy in your podcast time. I do have a ghost story. I haven't even told you this story yet. This is like... I learned so much of it. I mean, it's not really a ghost story. I should listen to this podcast (laughs) occasionally. So uh, I've been walking a lot lately. A lot may not describe it accurately. (laughs) A lot, a lot. I haven't been running as much, but I've been walking a lot more. Uh, So I've... And that... There's... 
treadmill walking, which is a lot. You're like, like maxing, six hours out, a day. maxing out the treadmill's capacity. Because I do my work while walking on the treadmill with my computer. I don't know how you do that. But then you also walk, walk. I very much Sometimes you look walk forward. with dogs, sometimes you walk without dogs, sometimes with me, and sometimes I'm like, me here if I don't want anymore. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes walk the dogs in the morning, depending on their moods, then walk while I work on the treadmill for like six hours. I mean, I take breaks to like come have lunch, go to the bathroom, whatever, and then have dinner, and then sometimes walk the dogs after that. Yeah. And then long walk before bedtime for me. Jaredad is always invited, but generally doesn't want to come. You come on some. But. There's like bugs and dark and scary. And, it is a uh, little scary. So I walk around in the dark. When Jaredad comes, we walk kind of up to Route 1 and back, which is about three miles, but next to houses. And when I walk, I walk away from Route 1. So I go like a block and then I'm away from houses and I'm just walking through the on the street on the on the side of the road in the Florida Keys Wilderness Preservation area true um, there must be weird noises in the Florida Preservation Wilderness many area. many weird noises in the dark like because the smallest bird <laughs> sounds like the biggest Bigfoot and there's all kinds of mammals I guess in those woods making sounds at me in the middle could, of the night could be iguanas yeah well they don't like make noises though, like vocalizations. I don't know. Our gecko friend has a little song. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow. Wow. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of that, listening to the Magnus Archives in the dark. Oh, spe- freaking yourself out anyway. Yeah, listen. I like save the spooky stuff, and then I walk <laughs> for like like an hour to two hours at night. Usually after you like when you're going to bed, I'll go out and do oh, yeah. those walks there. It's good. I've been like sleeping through the night, not staying up till 2 a.m. because I just walk 35 or 40,000 steps a day, uh, which is like 15 or 20 miles. And then I'm real tired and I sleep great. It's been good for my existential angst. You'd walked in one direction. You'd be in like Cincinnati by now. Oh, I'd be just somewhere worse. It's <laughs> really the main, yeah. the main issue with that. Anyway, uh, so I was out walking. So when you walk away from Route 1... You go into the uh, wilderness protection area and kind of three quarters of a mile from our house, there are two streets of houses. They're just kind of stuck. I don't know why they're out there. There are two parallel streets that kind of shoot off on the left side. Oh, yeah, into the canal there. Or they have canals in between. They them, right? don't. There's nothing. You, oh, yeah? you can't go any. I don't think you can go. I don't think there's anything out oh, there. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's just like these random... Like the the last edge of the development for some weird reason. And, the, and like why there's nothing in between, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. The, anyway, so they're way down there. So I was I was walking a few days ago, and I was like, oh, the lightning bugs are back. And we do have lightning bugs here. And I was like, that's weird. I don't remember them being here in December. Like, I think they usually are out in, like, April. Yeah. It's not the same as, as up north, and they're actually a totally different species of bug, and they actually have two little lights where they're their eyes... Terrifying. They're super creepy if you look at them up close. But I was, like, walking, and I see them kind of flitting around in the wilderness vegetation on the side of the road, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, little greenish lights floating around in there. No. And so the next day I'm out walking, and I see them... I'm coming down, and I sort of see, and I was like, oh, that must be the lightning bugs. 
And then I see one of the lights just move across the road and I'm like, is it like a mouse or something that's just like lit up weird going across the road? Like I clearly see a thing going across the road. And then like just before it gets to the road, it like the, uh, the opposite side of the road, it kind of stops and like turns and goes halfway back out. And I was like, that's weird. And then there's like five of them. And I was like, what? Like in the middle of the road. So they're not lightning bugs. They're way bigger than that on the road. Like fluorescent mice. Just like bright, I couldn't figure it out. So it turns out someone probably at the far end of the street, a quarter mile down, has one of those like rotating laser light Christmas things. And it's just, there's a few of them like breaking through and they're all kind of diffuse. And so I think what I was seeing is little bits of those. But still real bright. Yeah, so not super bright, right? But there's definitely a light. Man. And so Mm. now once you're up close, you can totally see, oh, it's like these weird... Yeah, but if you got like the like, Magnus archives I know, playing in your ears, the scariest thing was when I got home, whenever it was two nights ago, and like you'd gone to bed before I left, and I got back oh, like yeah. an hour and a half later, and Gia, dad is just sitting on the steps. So I walk into the driveway, I'm like listening to my spooky stuff, and I look up, and there's just like a head sitting on the steps. I and I'm like, whoa. Someone else was at Voodoo, was probably there, out there at was the a time. Dog out. There was, I mean, it was a reason I didn't just go outside. It was like, yeah. I'm like, you know, in my boxers outside with some dog. <laughs> I mean, it was totally dark. But, yeah. but I did Except for my head. Spooked myself a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, there's my ghost light story. Uh, for our conch life story this week, sticking with creepy, is possible human remains found near Boca Chica Bridge. Oof. Did you read this one? Uh, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, Boca Chica Key. This is right up your alley for me. I know. Reasons. I was like, I feel a little disgruntled that I'm not the one who ended up finding the human remains. Yeah. Uh, so Boca Chica Key is between us and Key West, uh, and it's where the Naval Air Station is. And it's cool to say. Boca Chica Key. It's very fun to say. <laughs> uh, so there's not a lot of details. The Monroe County Medical Examiner is studying what appears to be human remains found at 3 p.m. Sunday in a wooded area near the south end of the Boca Chica Bridge, where I have totally been, uh, because I've run every street, which yeah, means also every bridge. The, <laughs> the remains were found by a passerby who is walking his dog at mile marker 5.5. This should have been me finding the remains. i got to look harder for remains, less looking for change. More looking for dead bodies. None of these dogs are terribly good at finding stuff. I would Even find if you it throw it at them. This wasn't the found by the dog. It was found by the passerby who was walking his dog. This sounds suspicious. I'm, we're just starting into that FBI show, and I bet the passerby has a secret. I'm, uh, I'm indoctrinating GR Dad into Mindhunter, which I have totally watched because it's my kind of show. And I had made him watch, for those of you who have watched it, episode two. Uh <laughs> Which, which is very unrepresentatively disturbing, I think, of the other episodes. Oh, no, no. They're it's, bad. It's going They're to continue bad. get super disturbing. Uh, because the the guy in there, Holden, who is really John Doug- plays the equivalent of John Douglas, is also King George in Hamilton. Whom I love. So dear dad loves this guy in Hamilton. And, oh, my God. And I hadn't actually even put it together. I suck with like knowing who actors are and things. Like I, I have a really hard time recognizing faces... You period and you wouldn't it's out of context he's, he's king george in hamilton it does not matter about the context for me i cannot really recognize people period and uh so to your dad's like oh that's that's the guy from mind hunter i've been told and i was like holy fuck it is and then i'm like 
all right, now you have to watch Mindhunter. So we're, we finished, I think, episode four. I think we watched two episodes yesterday. So we finished uh-huh. episode four. It's in- on Netflix? No. Amazon Prime? Netflix. 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 Yeah. You're it's, into it. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a very charismatic guy. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. It's going to get way more disturbing. And it's like in the very time bound, like in the 70s, right? Yep. Or is it, yep. Yeah. But like in a, not as in a bad way, like Mad Men was bad. This is, you know, doesn't dwell on the bad stuff as much. Not too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the murderers. Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of bad. The second season's all about the Atlanta child murders. And so there's a lot of race talk. That's in good. that one yeah and there will be some more in this one anyway uh yeah so now you're now you're thinking like an fbi agent like a profiler yeah like everyone is guilty <laughs> all right so anyway passerby finds these remains hmm. deputy antonio guleb responded and found more bones so we're talking about bones not a body yeah uh, all of which appeared to be human in a campsite Oof. so this is like a homeless person's camp and yeah. obviously had not been detected for a while if it's all bones. Um, so the detective showed up, the bones were handed over to the medical examiner, examiner and the investigation is ongoing. Wow. So there you go. Dude, sad. Bones. I mean, I found bones on my runs, which I guess I assumed were just not humans. Fish? <laughs> They're definitely not fish. <laughs> uh, some sort of mammal? Yeah. I mean, you. there aren't that many big mammals in the Keys. Yeah. The key deer are the biggest, and they're not big. No. Could well, if you uh, if you follow Jen runs with dogs, I have a like a highlight of my stories called SSDGM for Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered, and it's got all of the weird bullet casings and bones and body part looking things, barrels that I've found on yeah. my runs. Uh, so those bones are in there, and if you are a person who can identify species from bones, you can take a look at them. Colonel Sanders. Looking at you. Chicken <laughs> uh, bones. The uh, German word of the week for us? Yeah, uh, un- unrelated to anything. Toastpflaster, which is, pflaster is band-aid. Like plaster. Well, but it's band-aid. That, that's like an old-timey word like, oh, you cut your finger, you better put a plaster on there. It's an old-timey band-aid oh, word. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's also, plasterstein is, a, is the bumpy rock used in roads. What's that called? Like know. in medieval times, you had cobblestone. Cobblestone, yeah. Pflasterstein. Huh. But pflaster is is a is a band aid. Yeah. So it's, you know, so toast pflaster is for if you're toast is comforting. Uh, what did I say before? Not con- consoling. Consoling. Um, making someone feel better. So when if a kid like has an owie. You know, sometimes you put a Band-Aid on it, even if it's a bruise or something, and it makes them feel better. So it's yeah. a Toastflaster, literally. But then sometimes you say that, that metaphorically something is the, you know, the the Band-Aid that makes something better. Like you've had a crappy week, but the Toastflaster was that you, you know, had one good date or, you know, you won the lottery or something and something good did <laughs> like happen. Like a consolation prize, maybe? Would it be the Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Yeah. But it's more like a... Something that makes you feel a little less bad about what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of a consolation prize is the way it's used in, in English. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, toast plaster. Toast plaster. PF with the plaster. Plaster, yeah. yeah. We don't have a lot of PFs in English. I don't think you have any. No. No. They're imported if they are. 
Yeah, it's very German. Flasta. Nice. Flasta. Good one. <laughs> okay, I think that's everything. Anything I forget? No, not that I can think of that's that'll beat what you've just said. Excellent, excellent. Well, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Oh, and happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah happy starts tomorrow. <laughs> Hanukkah starts tomorrow. Hanukkah starts tomorrow, so happy Hanukkah. Ready everybody. to sing that song, the Hanukkah song. <laughs> and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Happy, Hanukkah or not. Happy, happy, happy Hanukkah.